The following podcast is from Axe Church Leander in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe Church Leander can be found at axechurchleander.com. Our reading this morning is from Psalm 18, verse 1 through 19. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me, the torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my help, to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils, consuming fire came from his mouth, burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down, dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew, he soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence clouds advanced with hailstones and bolts of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven, the voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy. With great bolts of lightning, he routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebuke, Lord, at the blast of breath from your nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Whew, man, last week was absolutely nuts, right? I mean, I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, we were all literally in the same storm. Uh, our boats probably all looked a little bit different, right? Whether it was some boats had power, some boats had water, some boats were flooding with water, right? All of us had a very unique experience uh, last week, and yet all of us experienced last week. Even if it was just we couldn't leave our homes because the roads were so bad. Uh, I know for me, so much of last week was just survival mode. And I mean, literally survival mode, right? I mean, our house got down to uh, 34 at one point before the heat turned back on. Uh, and then the, the power would come on and then it was kind of, all right, what do I got to take care of? And what do we got to do? And okay, let's make food now or let's make sure this water is okay or let's get this done before the next wave of survival starts. It was like Jumanji level 2021, right? And all of us kind of went through that. And to be honest, uh, in that, I kind of not forgot that I was a pastor, but a lot of the pastor things got put a little bit more to the back burner. I was still reaching out to our staff. I was still reaching out to individuals, checking on people. But things like, oh, we're going to preach a sermon on Sunday. And, and what does that look like? And it wasn't until about Wednesday where that started to like click in my mind of like, oh, yeah, you, you should probably start working on that message. And again, we are in this series called New Humanity, where we're looking at this promise that God gives us as his children, that we can be new types of humans. And so I went and I looked and said, okay, well, what am I supposed to preach on? And what showed up was, as new humans, we get a different kind of peace. And I, I kid you not, I, I was looking at that sheet and I laughed out loud. 
Because if I was going to be honest with you in that moment, peace is not how I would describe myself. Peace would not be how I describe my situation at that moment when I'm looking at that sheet of paper. Because I, I was worried about things like water lines. I was worried about things like how much food we had left or how much water we had left. I was worried about people I cared about. I was worried about my neighbors and our, our church members. I was worried about survival. Peace was not at the center of my mind. And yet, God is good and God is gracious. And and I started reading through the scripture that we had today, Psalm 18. And in that scripture reading, I I, I started to remember truth. I started to understand what what God was actually doing behind the scenes, even in this incredibly difficult and trying situation. So much so that by the time that we got to Wednesday night, uh, the power was still doing its weird power outage thing. Uh, And Eric and I, we were in bed, we're getting ready to go to sleep, and a sense of peace, of understanding that, you know what, I'm not in control of this situation. I don't have to be okay with this situation, and yet I can still be at peace in this situation because of the God that we have. We're going to see what that looks like in, in Psalm 18. And what we're going to do is we're going to first look at the theology behind Psalm 18. Then we're going to look at how that reflected on last week for all of us and some of the gaps and some of the challenges. And then we're going to look at some of the promises going forward that we can hand, uh, that we can hold on to, that can truly be our rock that's going to start off talking about. So Psalm 18, verses 1 and following. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I shall take refuge, my shield, my horn of salvation, my stronghold. This is a psalm of David. And David was actually in quite dire straits at this point. King Saul had been chasing David to execute him because God had anointed David as the next king and Saul wasn't on board with that. And so Saul tried to take matters into his own hands, and he actually made David an exile to the Israelite nation. He's living among his dreaded enemies, the Philistines. He's living in caves. Eventually, his whole family ends up on the run from King Saul. And in this moment, when David is writing this psalm, Saul has him cornered. And yet, even in that dire strait, even in that storm, David writes these words. The Lord is my strength, my deliverer, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, my horn of salvation, my stronghold. The biblical truth of the matter is that we have a God who, no matter what the circumstances are, offers his strength offers a rock that we can stand on that transcends our own circumstances, our own perception of what's happening. Even when the reality is dire, even when sin and death and destruction threaten to overwhelm us, the psalm starts off by saying, my God is my strength. Our God is our strength. But then he doesn't just play pretend. One of the things I love about this psalm is that David is very honest about how he's feeling and what is happening around him. 
says these words, I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. Now listen to how he describes his situation. He says, the cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. Those are powerful words. David is not sugarcoating what is happening. I mean, look at those. The cords of death are entangling the torrents of destruction. The coils of the grave are coiled around me. David uses words. He admits his reality. Something has gone horribly wrong. And so his response is to call out to God call out to his refuge and his rock and his salvation. One of the reasons why I love this psalm is it juxtaposes David's emotional reality, his physical reality, right? David wasn't just having a bad day. Someone was literally trying to kill him, and they had cornered him. But the emotional reality and the physical reality are real in David's words. And I love that because that means that we as Christians are allowed to have a God who allows us to be real. We don't have to play pretend. We don't got to answer every question with, oh, I'm blessed. I mean, yeah, you may be a child of God. You may be loved. But there can be truly hard situations that we are going through. And our God allows us to bring those to him. Actually, our God responds. Look how David uh, writes about God's response to his call. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he, the Lord, was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils, consuming fire from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. This is Zeus-like imagery. Right? This is the God of the universe responding to David's call. And he's angry. Not at David. He's angry that one of his children is in distress. And he's going to move. And he has an emotional response to that. I mean, hear me hear this truth, that when we call out to our God, when we call out when the power isn't on, or the pipes are bursting, or we're cold, or we're isolated, or we don't know where the next rent check is going to come, understand and know that when you cry out, our God cares. He has compassion, and that compassion moves him. It wells up inside of him, and the God of the universe comes down. He makes his entrance into the situation. And one of the things I love about this psalm is it parts back the spiritual reality, because sometimes we don't see that, we don't feel that way when we're crying out for distress. And yet the reality of the situation 
is that in the spiritual realm, our God is moving, our God is active, our God cares. And that spiritual realm starts to affect the physical realm as the psalm goes on. Hear these words from David. He says this, The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy. With great bolts of lightning, he routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebuke, Lord, at the blast from your nostrils. Not only does God have an emotional response when we cry out to him, not only does our God have compassion, not only does our God show up, but he does something. He routes the enemies. The foundations of the world shake and quake because he will rewrite reality to see you, your family, and your loved ones, his children, safe. See, we have an active God. We have a God who doesn't just say, hey, do the best you can, make the right choices, be smart and you'll be okay. He doesn't say, hey, I'm leaving you up to the fate of the world, the roulette of sometimes things go well, sometimes things don't go well, but that's just how the the story breaks. No, 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 our God moves, our God has compassion. And then our God fights for us. Our God fights for you. Our God is fighting for you. He's fighting for me. He's fighting for every single person on this planet. And he's really good at his job. And then uh, David ends by explaining why God did all this. He says this, He reached down from on high and he took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. See, they confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me. Why? Because he delighted in me. Church, hear this clearly. The Lord delights in you. He's your father. He made you. He crafted you. And he cares about you. He cares about me. And he cares when the power's not on, or the water's not working, or the refrigerator's looking empty. See, we have a God who cares because he delights in us. And because he delights in us, he has compassion, he has an emotional response, and then he acts. See, that's the theological truth. But again, if I'm going to be honest and vulnerable with you, I can know that up here, right? If you were to ask me at any given point last week, is God still in control? I would have said, yeah, of course he is. But just because I know that here doesn't always mean I know that or believe that here. You see, there's a gap sometimes between what I know and what I actually believe, what I actually base my life around, where I put my trust in, and that 10-inch gap creates all kinds of non-peaceful states 
non-trusting experiences in my life. And that was part of what happened to me last week. Because I was out of control. And when we're out of control and we have no one left but God to actually fix the situation, that's when things get real. And all of a sudden, belief gets tested. I want to go through Psalm 18 again. But I, I, I want to use this as a time just to be honest and real, not just for me, but for the church, for all of us, because my guess is I'm not alone in wrestling with times of peace. That all of us in our old humanity still struggle with this. And so when we read Psalm 18, starting off, I love you, Lord, my strength. Well, yeah, sometimes God's our strength. The Lord is my deliverer, my rock in whom I take refuge. Sometimes I take refuge in him, but sometimes I take refuge in the fact that I want to turn on the lights and they're going to turn on. Or that my house is going to be the temperature I want it to be. Or that the food is going to be what I want it to eat. That the circumstances, that's where I'm putting my strength. That's where I'm putting my hope. That's what I see as my stronghold. You see, all of us at times create idols. Little gods. And a god is just something you trust in. And, and it's when those little idols get taken away that our idolatry is exposed. Because all of a sudden, our peace and our security are a lot harder to find in our hearts and in our minds. Right? And then the psalm goes on, right? And it says, I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise. Well, I was calling out to God. But not, but not out of praise, out of expectation. Why are you doing this? I have been saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled around me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The house got cold. The house got dark. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I, cried to the Lord, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. I did that last week, but I didn't do it from a posture always, of humility. I wanted the genie in the bottle. I wanted the cosmic vending machine where I hit the right code and my candy bar pops out. But I tried that last week. We all tried that last week and it wasn't working so well. The psalm goes on. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils, consuming fire from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens. He came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his canopy around him. The dark rain clouds of the sky. Oh, I saw the rain clouds last week. We all saw the rain clouds last week. That turned to ice and snow. That, that took away the light, the sun. But it was, it was hard to see him sometimes, wasn't it? It was hard to believe that he actually cared sometimes. And not just for us, but for the people we cared about. Maybe we were okay, but we were looking on Facebook. We were getting text messages and our heart was just breaking. And, and it became easy to wonder, God, do you even care? And doubt came in. And our hearts broke, and we were wondering if our God's heart was breaking too. 
The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered the enemy. With great bolts of lightning, he routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of your nostrils. He was working. He was working supernaturally. He was working naturally through his children. He was fighting for us. He was fighting for you. He was fighting for everyone we cared about. He's always fighting for everyone we care about. He's always acting on our behalf. But but the reality is that we forget that sometimes. We, We don't see it. We don't perceive it, and so we fight back. We, we try to take control. We try to fix it. We try to control all the other variables. Or if we can't control those variables, then we become micromanagers of everything else. If I can't fix this, then I'm going to have all of this. This is now my territory. And it doesn't offer us that peace. It doesn't give us what we want. It, it doesn't change our perception and our reality. All of us need to confess. Myself at the front of the line. That this God that we read about, that this God that we believe in here, here is fighting for us. Because it's here that that peace comes. That even when things are out of our control, even when the temperature in the house is going lower and lower, even when the water is not turning on, to know that the God who designed the universe, the God who knows every moment, the God who knew the snowstorm was coming long before we did, is still fighting for us and is still active for us. He reached down from on high and took hold of me he drew, out, he drew me out of the deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. See, they confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you uh, in confession. Lord God, that when, when the storms come, when the waters rise, Lord, when the chaos of last week happened, there were times where you were not where we turned to. Lord, you were not in what we were putting our trust in. Lord, we confess that our old humanity is still around us, is still in us. Lord, and that we act out of that humanity and then we act out towards you. Lord, in despair and doubt and fear or, or we act out against the people you put in our lives, the people we were indoors with, the people who were outside. Lord God, and that anger and that fear drove us to actions that didn't reflect you. Lord God, we confess that we don't always live out of the faith of Psalm 18. 
And yet, Lord, even when those waters are rising, even when sin threatens to consume us, Father, Lord, we are bold to come before you because in Christ we know that you are still pulling us out of deep waters, that you are not done yet. Lord God, that you are still fighting for us, that you still delight in us, and that we are still a part of your family. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Acts Church Leander. If you would like to hear more, subscribe to this podcast and stay tuned for future messages. You can also follow us on social medias on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can also find more information at actschurchleander.com. See you next time.